Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world based out of New York. Although most of us are currently unable to travel the world, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. That's 15 capital O, capital F, capital F. Go to thegallery.com, that's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. The Gallery, your dream spot is wherever you are. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Q&E Podcast here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to part two of our Lovecraft Country review. We're on episode two right now. Make sure y'all go watch our episode one review. Let's get into episode two. Quincy, go ahead and start it off. Yes, sir. So episode two opens up, man. What was your expectations coming into episode two? Because the the... The title is the uh, the episode is titled Whitey on the Moon. So, what was your mindset going into episode two, bro? Uh, oh. The title the title threw me off. I didn't really understand the title. I I felt the racial undertone of it. I was like, okay, Whitey on the Moon. I feel like this is gonna be even more of an emphasis on the racial um, intensity of the show. But I didn't really look too deep into the title. But mm. My expectations, uh, like I said, around the end of episode one review, it was like, I feel like Tick is going to find out he's part of this, like, interracial family, and they got a lot of weird shit going on. He might he might have some money because of the fact that they're at, like, this huge manor building. Like, he might mm. find out he got a whole other side of his history and his ancestry that he just never knew about. So I feel like he was going to dive deeper into his personal life. Yeah. I agree with the same thing. I knew it was going to dive deeper into it, especially running into that house. And you don't know what the hell is going on. We The cliffhanger was that they were expected at the manor. And right. Like, how, do they, how do they know they were going to show up? So episode two opens up when they were playing the Jeffersons. They were playing the Jeffersons theme song. And uh, Uncle George and Letitia, they out, they out there dancing around. They both got their favorite things around them because for Letitia, it was clothes. She loved to dress up. And for Uncle George, it was books. They had all of his favorite books. But the crazy thing about that scene was that all of the clothes fit Letitia perfectly, and all of those books were Uncle George's favorite books. So fucking Atticus knew some shit was up from the beginning. They didn't even peep. Like, Letty didn't didn't peep. I'm like, damn. I mean, I get it. Like, rich people got a lot of... They have... A lot of rich people have so many clothes that you can literally be a stranger, come in and get an outfit. But the fact that all... Like you said, all the clothes fit Letty perfectly to her size... And then Uncle George, it can't be a coincidence that they got all the favorite type of books that you read in the room that they had you stay in. <laughs> I was like, they, they, they just, they on a good time floor right now. They just, <laughs> like this paradise, yeah, almost, we almost died and now we woke it up in paradise. Yeah, they ain't give a damn. They ain't give a damn. And, and that's what they was thinking too. They were just like, man, because we end up finding out that their memory is wiped. So they don't remember anything that happened the night before when they got attacked by the Shoggoths. They Except Tick. Tick the only one that remember. Tick is the only one that remember, and we're going to get to that. And like, like Edgar just said, they don't remember. So I think 
William ends up meeting them up, meeting up with them. So it was obviously Uncle George, Tick, and Letty. So they're walking around the manor, and William is basically giving them the rundown of the history of the manor, what it means, uh, who runs it, who is Mr. Braithwaite. He was basically that saying that he got all of his money from shipping, basically. We all know what shipping stands for. And Letty was like, that's cold for slavery. <laughs> <laughs> real deal. So, but they were saying that he was real nice to his slaves. So that's why black people usually like to come back to the place or they like to be around and things like that to his, uh, to his manor. So I said that it burned down. Then next we get to the scene that they're, they're walking outside. I think they end up leaving the manor, right? Oh, uh, but before we get to that next scene, I feel like there was a lot. There was a lot of information indulged in that a minute and a half or two minutes that they were getting sold inside the house by William. And mm-hmm. when he was talking about how much the um the slaves like coming back to the house because of what's his name, uh, Titus, like their great grandfather or whatever who originally built the house or whatever, like. He was like you said. He was very nice to his slaves, and like they, he treated them like company for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, my bad, I got a phone call. But um, I feel like that was just playing in the part of how he. It it goes into the next scene, not the next scene, but it goes into the next step of how. Uh, what's his name, dude? That was laid out on the table. Laid out on the table. Yeah, getting this thing taken out. Oh, what is his name? Dude from Scandal. I don't forgot his name, but his dude from Scandal. President. Uh, what is his name? name I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it, bro. Hold on. I got it in my notes somewhere. His name is the Elder Bright White. They, they don't have his name. The Elder Bright White. It goes into what he was saying about putting people in their place and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I, I peeped that, and then you see the picture of Titus. Um, it's like the self-portrait Picasso painting of him. You see the ring foreshadowing later into the episode. You see the ring that he has on. And he looks like a KKK member, but it's not a KKK outfit. Like, he looks like he's in a, um, like I said earlier um, in the first episode, like a cult. Like, he looks like he's the leader of a cult or something like that. So that was a good foreshadowing later into the episode. And it also went back to what we talked about in the first episode with the white walls, because I think they said it, it was burnt down. This was burnt down and they had recreated it. And, it, and like the White House, the White House reference, they had white walls and they had to recreate, recreate it in the exact form that it was burnt down. So that was another thing. Yeah. So it said the place has no phones and was built so the Braith Whites and the members of their lodge could chill in peace. So that's what that that whole history. I can't is. trust that. I can't let them know they ain't got no phone. Exactly, bro. <laughs> they do that. Exactly. Also, this was the next scene, bro. I just seen it in my notes. It was that um, William ended up telling Atticus that his father was in Boston. Because at first he was like, "Yeah, your father went with Mr. Brett White. Yeah, he out there in Boston. He not. He's not even here." And Atticus was like, "Man, I ain't believing that. He here somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? He here." Like he they was like, what what hotel is he at? Like, what what area in Boston did they go to? He was like, I'm not allowed to tell you. He was like, I don't know, and if I did know, I'm not really allowed to tell you. Blah blah. blah. I was like, so yeah, this dude ain't in Boston. <laughs> yeah, and then he basically ends up finding out that the silver sedan be- uh, belongs to Christina Bright White, who was the lady who saved him in episode one. So he ends he ends up starting to piece things together when he starts to walk around the manor. So he doesn't believe that. So they end up walking around the manor. They're trying to get a feel of it because. They were told that later that night they were going to have a dinner 
uh, a celebratory dinner that they're going to commence, basically, for, because he's here, because he's right, in the right. final. So they walk around the manor, and they get to the, the stone building, bro. You remember this scene? They get yeah. to the building, and they're walking to, assume, when they're walking to the stone building, bro, it was the scene where Atticus was like, how come you don't remember this? You know what I'm saying? We got attacked last night. Oh, yeah. before that happened, though, before that happened, they had, uh, remember they had lunch. It was that lunch scene. Was lunch before that? Lunch was before that. Lunch was before that? Okay. They they had lunch uh, after William showed them around. He was like, here you go. This is your lunch. Ah, uh, uh, you're right. You're right. Outside and everything. And that's when Tick first brought up to them, like, how are y'all so, how are you able to eat right now? Like, how are y'all so happy in there? Y'all acting like last night didn't happen. And it was like, I mean, I don't even remember last night. I remember the officers had us in the woods and then. Like, we just, we woke up. Like, I don't remember what happened next after that. Did they even say they remember that? Because I think, I think. They, did. they remember the officers. That, they they don't remember anything after that. Oh. They don't even remember how they got to the place. They just woke up in paradise down there. And I was about to say, because I remember she had said that. She's like, I rem- oh, yeah, she did say that. She's like, I remember the officers, and I remember waking up. I don't remember anything in between. And then Tick was like, he was explaining to them. He was like, y'all don't remember the monsters? Like, they came out of nowhere, like. We had to um, we had to get the flares and like they were they were scared of light and this that he was basically explaining everything that was happening. And Uncle George was like, "Calm down, sit down. Like we're being watched right now. Like just act normal." And Letty starts to think that the war that Tick was in is messing with him. And that's, that's what when, I was about to bring up. Yeah, that's when we get to the scene you talking about. They they asked William, "Can we can we leave? Like can we walk around the town?" And he was like, yeah, as long as you're back by before nighttime, before it's time for dinner. And they go to the town, and they're walking around, and they see the stone building that you talk about. And then that's when Tick says, like, y'all really don't hold remember. Hold on, hold on, bro. I don't, I don't want to skip the part as well about the car being fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, they also didn't remember that either. And they, so they're walking past the car, about to walk to the scene that he was talking about. And they walked past the car, and it was like, I thought you said the car was messed up. And the car was fixed, but it still had like the the car the window was still shot out from the car chasing episode one. It left it just how it was before any of that happened, so that exactly. way the memory wasn't too fucked up. So exactly. So he was like, "Man, I'm telling y'all." He was like, "Man, I'm telling y'all, this car was messed up last night." He was like, "No, nah, I think the war doing something with him, man. Something, uh, something ain't right." So yeah, and then that's when we get to the part that you were about to dive into. So go go ahead. Yeah, that's um when they got to the town. Tick is walking around looking at everybody like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is not normal. We almost died last night. Mm-hmm. And then Letty is like, you think he's having like, uh, I forgot the, um, it was one of the traumas that usually war vets have. She named one of them, but mm-hmm. Tick walked up. He overheard him. He was like, no, I'm not having that issue right now. Like, that's not what it is. Y'all just really don't remember what happened. And they looking at him like, we just trying to help. I mean, we don't remember, but we just trying to help you. So mm-hmm. that's when they hear the whistle that they heard at the end, of, not the end, around the end of episode one, when the monsters, like, when the monsters ran off because they heard the whistle noise, they heard the whistle noise again in the middle of the day. And Tick goes crazy. He's like, where's that noise coming from? And then he runs over to the stone building that he's hearing the whistle from, and then they run up on the lady with the two dogs. Yeah. I, I forgot what her name was, but it's crazy because she was in another HBO show called The Deuce that I was watching before, too. So it's mm-hmm. how HBO characters always stay inside of the HBO family. That's something I'm starting to realize a lot. Like somebody I think her name was Hillary. I think that was her name. Hillary. So Hillary. Yeah, she was also a prostitute in the show called The Deuce. 
So like I said, the HBO family thing is definitely a real thing because I see a lot of people from, uh, what's that, Watchmen in this show as well. So it already ties in. So we get to the storm building and she like, yeah, ain't nobody in here. Uh, and, they, and they basically walk in and they, they see how it's set up that once, if you scream in this building, you can't hear anybody scream because it's a storm building. You can't hear anybody scream. So they was like, yeah, my dad definitely in here somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like something definitely going on in this stone building. So then she told them, she was like, it's just a slaughterhouse. Like this is just where we slaughter animals and stuff. So that way people don't have to hear us like literally slaughtering the animals. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's a good cover up. That's a good yeah, cover up. Exactly, it is. I like that. Good. I like that. <laughs> because she had dogs with her, right? She had some dogs, but she was with some dogs. Yeah, she had trained canines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that scene, bro, they, they started piecing together. They was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? My dad, my Atticus's daddy was in there. And on the walk back to the manor, because the sun was starting to come down at this time. Oh, before that happened, before that happened, this, this is why I say I like when they throw the slick racial undertones and stuff, because, like, I, the script for this show is amazing. Like, those of you who have not watched this show or just started watching this, like, the script, I love the script for this. She gave an entire analogy on the difference between the black bear and the grizzly bear. And because Uncle um Uncle George was like, oh yeah, I mean this he he understood the slaughterhouse reference when she said that this is where we slaughter animals. And Uncle George was like, oh well that made sense because this is a grizzly bear populated area, right? Based on where we are. And she was like, no, nah, we get more black bears and grizzly bears. And the black ones, she looked at him when she was like, the black ones are always the easiest to catch because they're always being nosy, always digging their nose and stuff, and always in places that they shouldn't be. And I was like, damn. I was like, that part that part hit me. I was like, that's great script writing, but I definitely <laughs> wanted to punch that lady in the face when she said that. Exactly. She delivered it perfectly. <laughs> she delivered her lines perfectly. Yeah. Bro, the act, like you said, bro, the acting in here is great, bro. HBO acting, I never have a problem with HBO's acting. Like, I already know that's going to be on point. And she was, she was another reason why it's on point. Like the white people, bro, you would have thought they, they was really from the 50s, the way the vibe that they give them, the, the tension yeah. in the moments. Like, I, I love how everything is set up. So, but they do realize that they're going to have to come back later to the stone building to try to see what's inside because they know uh, Atticus's dad, Montrose. I keep forgetting his name. Montrose is in there. So on the way back to the house, like I said, the sun is coming down. And that's when, and this, this is still a sundown county at the end of the day. So the the sug the sugoffs are still around. So they walk back to the the place. They're walking back to the manor, and like two of them just pop up out of the ground, right? And they about to uh, they about to basically attack them. And the whistle blows again. The whistle blows again to call them off. And then Christina. That's when we finally meet Chris Christina Breitwise. She comes up on the horse. She comes up on the horse. She's like, yeah, like y'all gotta watch out around this time. You know what I'm saying? It's still a sundown county. Y'all really gotta watch out. And then she blows the whistle, and then they all head back to the house for the dinner. And I really forget what happened. And they, she wiped their memory like as soon as as soon as she sent the monsters away before they even went back to the house. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's why this." Yeah, she like this what happened last time. Letty had said they was um Uncle George and Letty. They was like, "Why are we covered in dirt?" And she was like. Don't tell me it happened again. And I was like, damn, like, so at least they caught on fast that they lost their memory. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I hope this not one of those situations where every time they lose their memory, he got to explain to them what happened. Because I was yeah. going to be pissed off if it was a situation like that. But they, they knew automatically when they didn't remember something. 
So. Yeah, but that's a dope ass spell though. Dog. That's a that's a dope ass spell. You can you can uh just forget like that that you can put on somebody. So I'm I'm basically gonna explain the spell right now. So Christina put a spell over basically the whole county. If you survive an encounter with a uh, with a suggo, you basically your mind is basically forgets that whole entire night or that whole entire encounter with the suggo. So you don't remember anything from that night. And that's the same spell that he she had on Letty and on Uncle George. But Atticus didn't have it because I'm assuming because he he was blood. So I'm assuming. Yeah, he's blood. Yeah. So I'm yeah. assuming why. And uh, then that's when we get to the rooms and the hallucinations, bro. So how did you feel about those scenes? Because they really played it like it was basically entertainment for the dinner party who was there. Because we seen it later seen that the people in the black and white suits were watching Letty, Uncle George, and their separate rooms get hallucinated. This, this is why I was ready to get to this point. This is why I rock with Jordan Peele so hard. Shouts out to Jordan Peele. You know what I thought about as soon as this part came up? What? Get out. Why I thought of get out was because when he went to the house, um, when he went to meet that girl parents and her family and all that stuff, and she acted like she didn't know it was a family reunion that weekend or whatever, but they were coming to bid on who was going to get his body and get out. Mm-hmm. It was, she was literally walking him around, showing him to everybody, showing him off in a sense, basically. Like, they were looking at him physically, talking to him, trying to see where his mental was, like, learning his family history. Do you play sports? Like, were you in this? Were you in that? So he was basically there to be shown off and stopped, basically. And in this movie, not this movie, but in this TV show, then we get to the scene where they're each in their rooms, trapped in a spell where they can't get out their rooms, and they're in a hallucination. And the dinner guests are there watching them again, taking stock in who they're looking at, figuring out who's the strongest one, who's the actual bloodline, who's this, who's that. So that connected with me. I'm like, Jordan Peele ain't slick. He doing the same yeah. damn thing with this one. So that was cool to me. The part oh, that took me out the most. Beat that. They was looking for who the bloodline was. Yeah, that's that's what I caught from it. I'm thinking they trying they probably trying to figure out who the bloodline is or who who's the strongest out of these three that we can manipulate and to get to, you know, doing what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I wanted to I wanted to capitalize on that because well we 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 not at that point yet. So I'll wait till we get to that point. Mm-hmm. All right, so they get to hallucinations, like Edgar just said. Childhood trauma for Letty. Uh, she was messing with Tick in the hallucination. She was messing with Tick, and she was talking to Tick. They was having a good vibe, and at one point, it's like Tick stopped listening to her. It looked like they, things were about to turn sexual, and Tick really stopped listening. She was like, hey, Tick, stop. I, I ain't trying to do this. I ain't trying to do this, Tick. And then Tick basically zipped down his pants, and it was a snake. Bro, bro, you remember the picture that was on the wall, right? And it was a picture of a white man that had a snake, a snake for his dick. I think it was like Adam and Eve with the Adam apple and Eve. snake and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, the, it was basically the same playback from that. And because you got to remember, uh, damn, what's his name? The elder, the elder Bright White had said something yeah. about being the son of Adam. Yeah, said something to be. Oh, the, yeah. That, so that, that nigga Tick is the son of Adam. That's why he had a snake as a dick. That's why I was like, oh, that makes sense. Why the picture in Tick correlates with that, because he's a son of Adam. And then, obviously, Uncle George, like Edgar just said, he met up with Montrose's uh, wife, who was also, that was also Atticus's mom. And they were messing around. It looked like they were cheating around for a long time. And he actually, 
he denied her and was like, no, nah, you're not real. Like, he just said he had went into that whole one. And Tick was going, he was fighting with uh, the girl I, that, it was a Korean girl that he was running away from, basically, when he left yeah. Korea. And that was the girl he had called on the phone and she ain't say nothing. And also it was the girl from the beginning. She was the red beam, a red girl who came down from the UFO type thing. So he keeps referencing her back. And I keep thinking he couldn't have killed her, bro. But something, something fishy is going on with that whole. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it yet. What's well, up? I feel like we'll probably find out more about her like later in the series. I don't we, feel like she's gonna be brought up soon. Yeah, we will, bro. But something isn't right with that, bro. I don't know. It's like I don't know well, what it is, but something isn't right. We skipped the part. Um, we didn't skip it, but this part happened before the hallucination parts even happened. It well, was. When he walks, when Tick, when they came back after the, uh, I always forget the name of the monsters, but the, um. Shackoff. Yeah, the Shackoff. Um, after that happened and they got back to the manor, before they got in their hallucinations, Tick, um, was called, he was brought by William to, uh, to the chamber area where the Elder Brosman brother. That was before they. He was on the table getting his liver taken out like he was having surgery by hand like getting his liver taken out of his body and i'm mm. like what the hell like what's going on and yeah. like christina like she's just sitting there like reading the book the whole time while it's happening and he finished up and tickets are standing there william william is left out at this point and tickets are standing there watching and as soon as he's done he gets up and he asked him do you know genesis 219 i think it was genesis 219 yep and he was reading, um, he didn't, Tick didn't know it. And then Christina started um, just off of memory. She was saying, like, for God so, um, not for God so love the world, but uh, God made Adam and blah, blah, blah. It was basically the first time out. Adam no, he was, he, that's when he was labeling the, yeah, he was labeling the. Was labeling God the. made Adam and Adam had domain over the land. And then that's when Adam took each animal and assigned each animal a name, not just to name them, but for what their name means as to what they do and their purpose in life. And they were looking at the painting. It was a painting of Adam with all the animals in the Garden of Eden. And uh, the Elder Brossman brother person, like he, uh, he was like how Quincy was saying earlier, it was like, he was telling Tick, God made Adam and Adam's job was to put everything in its place, everyone and everything in its place. And then that's when Tick was like, so let me guess, you God. And he was like, no, I'm Adam. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And I'm still confused on why this man's liver was getting taken out. But yeah, me too. They, they didn't like, explain that. But, but it's crazy because they were feeding his liver. It was feeding his liver at dinner. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it led into that. I, at that time, I didn't get that part. I think it has something to do with Adam and Eve because you remember, bro, that they had to take um, Adam's rib out of his out of God his, took Adam's rib and made Eve from Adam. to make Eve. I think it has something to do with that. Like you gotta, huh? It, it wasn't the same, bro. It wasn't the it wasn't same. The same. We after everybody hallucinations, y'all. The dinner bell rings, and because once uh once Tick left out of there, it was uh once Tick left out of the grand elder person getting his uh, liver taken out he had an argument with him and he basically he wasn't on the same philosophy as dude with the son of adam type situation mm -hmm. and that's when christina walked him back to his room and 
like he was like, I know what you did to Uncle George and Letty. You wiped their memories. And he was like, she was basically telling him, you you have a lot of people like looking at you sideways since you got here. You need to try and make friends. And she was, that was basically her way of saying, you need to at least try to at least be friends with me if nobody else. And he was like, well, as a friend, can you please take the spell off of them so they can at least remember what's going on? She took the spell off, but then as soon as she did that, that's when she locked all of them in their rooms. And then that's when they went through their hallucinations. As soon as their hallucinations was over, they go out and it's dinner time. And William tells Letty, it's only for men. Women are not allowed at the dinner. You'll have food brought to your room, but the dinner is just for men. It's black tie only. That's when Tick and Uncle George go to the dinner. It's all a bunch of older white men. And uh, Christina gave this hint. Um, Christina gave this hint before the dinner to Tick. She was like, because Tick was basically saying, this is like really some KKK Grand Wizard type shit. And she was like, no, we're not the KKK. The KKK is too poor. And I was like, is this like some real like elite, elite type shit? Like exactly. we always talk about the elites and the conspiracy is bigger than the KKK. It's something way bigger than that. So I like how Jordan Peele like played a part in it. Yeah. And I want to reference back to that one scene that you were talking about with the elder Bright uh, White and also uh, Tit. When they were obviously they was having that conversation about Genesis 219. The purpose of him saying that I'm Adam is that he was trying to get eternal life because at first Adam was supposed to live forever because obviously there was only two people on the, uh, on earth and uh, the, I keep he's, he doesn't have a name it's just the elder break white he wanted eternal life so this is what I'm reading right here he said he is related to Tick it says thanks to that long ago ancestor getting his slave pregnant. He's also trying to open a portal to the dawn of time, which is the Garden of Eden. That's why he was trying to go with the portal at the end of the episode. He essentially wants Atticus, which is a reservoir of power, to help him with getting this portal all started and things like that. And Christina Letter tells Atticus that my father intends to open the door to the Garden of Eden. He believes he'll step through into eternal life. So that was the whole purpose of the whole, that whole scene that Edgar just went through, the whole Adam, son of Adam situation. That's why it was, because he wanted eternal life. He didn't want to just be a regular mortal on the, on the planet. So what, what part do you live on? You live on the dinner. Yeah, when they got to the dinner and Uncle George and uh, Tick got to the dinner, all the older white men were looking at them crazy, like, why are they here? And William told them, uh, William told Tick and Uncle George, he was like, don't worry about why they're staring at you. They may not want you here, but you deserve to be here. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's... That spoke volumes to me because I'm like, there are a lot of situations where black people aren't wanted in areas, but we deserve to be in areas. So I, I like to play on words with that. And then to the liver portion of the the elder, that's why I don't see the correlation with Eve being made from Adam's rib because it could have been some communion type shit. It was communion. That's what it was. Like there, it was like an initiation type situation. Yeah, like to join into the brotherhood and. Basically, he was serving pieces of his liver to everybody. And Tick looked at the table. He was like, that's what you took this shit out for? And he looked at Uncle, Uncle George thinking like, the hell is it? He was like, don't eat that. Yeah. Don't eat that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was yeah. like, don't eat that. And then Uncle George got up, and he was telling, he was like, um, while I was uh, reading the history of, like, your... We didn't even talk about that part, bro, how he had... Uh, he had got that book, and then there was like a, a like a secret doorway 
was open yeah. when he pulled the book back outside. He, that's when he knew. He read all he read all the history of like the the Freemasons of America and like the different fraternal groups in throughout white society and stuff like that. And he he stumbled across theirs as well, reading that. And Uncle George got up and he was basically schooling all of them like um because they, they didn't expect either one of them to know that history. That's why they thought it was just going to go smooth and they were going to be able to do what they wanted to do. My Uncle George was like, I noticed that the same way Blacks weren't allowed into any of the other Freemason fraternities, your fraternity also didn't allow Black people into theirs unless by this one loophole, you're a part of the bloodline, which Tick was a part of the bloodline um, due to his great great grandmother being a a slave a runaway slave who got impregnated by the um Titus person. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically we're at that part, bro. And that's when he was like, hey, all y'all gotta leave. I remember bro's name. His name is Samuel. That is what his name is, bro. That's what the elder breakworth his name is Samuel. Because he was like, hey everybody gotta leave. He was talking to everybody at the day. He was like, everybody gotta leave. Hey, everybody but Samuel. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said, everybody got to leave but Sam. So everybody was looking. At first, they was like, I ain't going nowhere. And then he had said it again, and it's like, everybody was like, oh, he for real. So everybody. And, and they seen Sam didn't move. Like, Sam exactly. ain't move or say nothing. They was like, okay, he must be for real then. So Yeah, exactly. So he was like, okay. So they ended up getting up. So he ended up talking to Sam. He was like, I also, I also want you to release my father from, you know what I'm saying, where he's at. So he... I forgot what what did he tell what did Sam tell Tick at that moment? I forgot what the exact line was. He told him something. I can't remember either. I can't remember. He had told him something. But they end up going to the stone building and finding out that the, the dad is not there. They're like, where he went, where he went. So they're looking around. And then they end up finding like a rock which was like loose in the wall. So they was like, oh, he must have got out like this. Because it, it's a reference back to another book. Which is the Monte Cristo? I think Monte Cristo had uh, something that had a plate on yep. that well. Like that's how they, it was like a tunnel underground like that. So that's how Montrose had ended up getting out. They ended up finding that out. But also the white lady ended up coming down the stairs and finding them uh, inside the stone building. But Letty had ended up saving them, knocking her out with a shotgun, and they was good. And then they ended up meeting up with Montrose, uh, like uh, uh, above ground. And it was like, yeah, nigga, we know where you was at. And Montrose. <laughs> They seen how far the tunnel went underground, so it was like, okay, if we try to go like that far above ground, we'll end up catching him because he'll come up sooner or later. So real deal. And Montrose was mad as shit. He was like, "Why y'all niggas can't save me, nigga? I ain't need y'all. I ain't need y'all niggas, man." I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> Literally, no thank. That's what. No appreciation. <laughs> That's what killed me, bro. It was literally no thank. He was just like, "Why y'all niggas came in? Like, bro, y'all know this shit is a trap, my nigga." And it it made sense why he didn't want them to come in. But who wrote, I was confused on who wrote the letter. Yeah, because he was, um, Montrose said, like, I ain't wrote you in, I ain't talked to you in five years. Like, all <laughs> of a sudden, I'm just writing you a letter, coming to see me, and, like, finding out your ancestral history. Like, that's the letter I sent you after five years? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> Definitely got a point. Yeah, bro. So I was like, who wrote the letter then? But then he also said something, bro. I think he said he was forced to write that letter. So mm -hmm. while I was in his handwriting, I think he was forced to write the letter, and then they sent it off to Tick, and that's how he got it wherever he was before he ended up traveling to Chicago. So that's what happened. So what happened after that, bro? Oh, that's when they end up getting away. They end up getting in the car, 
and they try to speed off. And they think, but this is the crazy thing, bro. I was like, it couldn't be this easy to get out of the city, bro. I knew it couldn't be that easy to get uh, out. It couldn't be. So them niggas riding off, they riding off and shit. So they hit a force field and they crash into the force field. And then Christina and Sam Breitwhite end up coming from behind and was like, they end up pulling up real smooth. Like, and they was like, y'all niggas really not going to get it. It was really like some road runner type shit when Wiley yeah. Coyote goes through the tunnel and he hits the clear part. Of the <laughs> it was really like some shit like that. It really was. Real deal, bro. So them niggas crashed. So everybody was in the car. Letty, Uncle George, Montrose, Tick. Everybody was in the car. Everybody is like slow to get up. Didn't did the car flip or no? No, it, it did like the T-bone. It just ran into it. Yeah, it just ran into it. So everybody was slow to get up. And yeah, so they all get out of the car. And like I said, Christina and Sam, they pull up. So at Sam the, like, out the pistol. They had the pistol. As soon as Letty get out the car, pop. Right in her abdomen. But this is why Sam was upset. Like I said before, he needed Tick for the whole ritual to get eternal life. So the fact that Tick was trying to get away was messing with his plans. So that's why he was mad at Tick. So he was like, so he ended up shooting Letty. And this was the part where I almost stopped watching this goddamn show. I was like, bro, if Letty is dead, I'm not watching the show anymore. There's <laughs> no, it's no recap episodes. Ain't none of this for the Q and E, my nigga. Ain't none of that. If Letty was dead, I wasn't accepting it. I wasn't accepting. It. But they end up shooting Letty. Bow. So she hurt. So she bam. She on the ground. Tick trying to console her or whatever. And then I think she ended up. She ended up dying. Yeah, she died. She, ended up she died dying. at that moment. She died. So then, boom. They ended up shooting uh, Uncle George. So I'm like, damn. He so, gave him the choice though. He, he gave, him the choice. gave him the choice. He was like. Now, for this next life that I'm about to take, I'm going to let you choose between the two Freeman um, Freeman relatives that you have. And as soon as he looked at Uncle George, like, he was like, oh, so that's who you closest to? Bam. And so yep. I, was, I was like, wow. Yep. <laughs> I felt like that, that was, was going to happen. I was like, he was like, which one would you rather live without or something like that? And I'm like, he not going to shoot the one that he would really rather live without. He, that's a trick. That's like some real Joker mindset shit. It is. Like, tell me which one you don't like the most, and I'm going to kill the one that you actually like the most. So I was like, damn. Real deal. So they shoot Uncle George. So Uncle George didn't die. He didn't die right there. But they in ended critical up- condition. Yeah, he was definitely in critical condition. Though. He had a hand, I think, what's the name? Montrose was trying to console him. But they end up going back to the house. They end up going back to the house, right? So... They're at the house, and this is when the ritual starts. I think we asked when we cut to the ritual, right? Yeah, it was uh, because uh, Tick gave in at that point. He was like, you, you already killed I for, I <laughs> forgot a part, and this was probably my favorite part of the whole episode, bro. And it's probably the weirdest part. It was the part when Christina, bro, she ran out to the farm. Because remember, she had got a call or something had happened. She had, she had to run out to the, uh, it was a little boy. The little boy had contacted her. He's like, you need to come out to the field. You know what I'm saying? Something's going on. So she run out to the field, right? So a cow looked like it was giving birth. So Christina, oh, yeah. Yeah, the cow was giving birth. And Christina ends up, you know what I'm saying, pushing it through the birth. And a shagoth is born through a cow. That part tripped me out. That shit tripped me uh, out, bro. Because I'm like, that's how they're made? Through cows? I was like, through cows? I was like, no, nah, it's got to be another part of this. It's got to be like, what's the animal that's breeding with the cow? That's why I do. 
It, it could be some wizardry, though. They are wizards. Oh, yeah. They yeah. could be just doing some magic type shit, and then, boom, a Shagoff comes out. A, Sh- a Shagoff comes out. So, mm-hmm. I'm, bro. So, that was probably my favorite part, because I was so confused, but amazed at the same time. That yeah. It was, like, it was special to her, because the dude next to her was, like, this your first time doing this? And she was, like, yeah. So, it was kind of, like, that was her first experience of childbirth. Yeah. A weird so, way to experience childbirth, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it wasn't even childbirth, my nigga. It was a beast, an animal bird. I don't know what the hell that was, man. But but yeah, that was probably my favorite scene. I I think I forgot where that was in the show, but it was definitely episode two somewhere. But that was probably it was, it was right before they got to the stone tower. It was. It was right before they got over there. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. But let's get back to what I was talking about before. So it is the scene of the ritual. So it cuts to the ritual. Uh, they're basically. Um, what's his name? Sam is like saying some type of ritual in the background, some type of saying. They all dressed up in they like hoodies and looking yeah. like Freemason cult type shit. Like they basically yeah. like that. And, and they got uh they got tick basically hemmed up. He really can't do nothing. And the ritual he has the ring on. Cause you remember the ring that was the on ring from the Titus portrait that I was talking about. Yeah. Yep, he had the ring on. So basically it's sucking all. And then the portal opens. The portal has now opened now. So it's a whole portal. So it the portal is sucking the energy out of Tick into the portal. So this is how Sam wanted to get his eternal life. And this is why he needed Tick this whole time. So it's sucking, it's sucking everything out of Tick or whatever. But I don't know what happened, bro. I don't know if you can clue me in, but something, something happens where everybody turns into stone. Like what happened in between there what that messed it all up? I don't know. I remember he seen his great great grandmother through the portal, but I don't see how that correlated. I was confused on that. I don't see how that correlated into basically all of them dying, mm-hmm. like turning the stone around him basically, and caused the house to like break and burn down. I don't know how that correlated to that, but I like the fact that he, uh, because he seen his great great grandmother, and then. He sees how she ran out. She was pregnant and ran out of the manor when the manor first burnt down into the woods because she ran away when she was pregnant. Yeah. When they got they caught her and brought her back. Yeah. So that's why before he ran out, you seen her like you seen her spirit. Yeah, running he was out. following her. Yeah. So the building is burning while she's running out, and right behind him, it's like the building is crumbling while he's running out, showing the correlation of different generations doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. So that that was cool to me, but I'm not sure how that happened to where everybody. Yeah. That part confused me. Maybe before they tried to do it to her, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, because you remember, bro, they said it did crumble before. The place did crumble, so it maybe burned down before, yeah. It burned exactly. Down. So maybe something like they, they tried to do it to his grand great great grandmother. So maybe that has something to do with it. And then it's, they try to do the same thing with him. And obviously it, it comes crashing down again. Right. And I like how they was playing on like the, the sci-fi of Medusa as well. Cause you know, when you look Medusa in her eyes, everybody turns into Yeah, that too. And it and was yeah, this when we get to the uh during this whole ritual, we get to the title of the the episode Whitey on the Moon, and you hear, uh, he's the dude that um, I always forget this man's name, bro, because I listen to it all the time. The revolution will not be televised. Like he's the person who, um, sings that yeah. not sings that song, but gives that poem. I yeah, always I forget his name, but he's the one. Oh, his did. name is 
Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Yep. He the one who did Gil Scott, not Jill Scott. Gil, Gil, Gil Scott. Gil Scott. Mm-hmm. He did um. He did Whitey on the Moon throughout that whole ritual. And yeah. you hear it in the background. It's kind of like they muted everything so low so you can hear the each verse of Whitey on the Moon. And it was basically kind of it was kind of like a revolutionary thing to where it's like no matter what black people do, white people are always on the moon. It was like we could be here, Whitey's on the moon. We get here, Whitey's on the moon. We get here, Whitey's on the moon. So I was just like, damn. In the actual poem, he keeps going down because in the poem you actually hear him, he's like he was like a rat, a rat bit, a rat bit nil, and then he was like something next. Line. I was like, I can't pay my bills. He said, all my money, I can't, I can't pay for hospital bills. So he kept going down, but he kept saying, Whitey's on the moon. So every time we keep dropping, Whitey's still on the moon. I keep dropping, and Whitey's still on the moon. So even when you go up, when you go down as well, Whitey is still on the moon at the end of the day. So I love the way they played on that too, bro. Love the way they played on that. But like Edgar said, he ends up following his great grandmother. It's like a I don't know, it wasn't a hallucination, but it was just like a figure, like figuratively, she was yeah. out and then he was following her out of the out of the, the manor and the manor is basically crumbling down. Right? Everybody's crumbling down. Like I said before, everybody who was in that room, I know for sure turned into stone. And then- and, the- uh, By this time, Letty, Montrose, and Uncle George, they make it out as the building's crumbling down. But right before that, that's when Montrose and Uncle George, they had their exchange of words because Uncle George is dying. And he's telling Montrose, he's like, you need to get right. Um, you need to get right with Tick because your relationship ain't been good for years and years now. Montrose been telling him, he was like, stop telling me how to raise my son. And he was like, we need to talk about this situation because you know he might not even be yours. Like, And I'm about to die. So you literally all he has left. That's why I'm telling you to do this. And Montrose looking like, and like I feel you on that now. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah, so. and and we skipped the part about Letty. Letty ended up. Christina did some type of magic on Letty, and she ended up coming back to life. Oh yeah, yeah. She they ended up, they ended up healing Letty, but she didn't heal Uncle George. How did you feel about that? Because I I thought she would heal both if he went through with the ritual, but she only healed Letty and not Uncle George. Uh, I ain't really peeped that. I ain't peeped that she healed one and not the other. So. I don't know. That was that was a good point. I ain't get that. Yeah, because I, I didn't understand it either. I was asking the same question. I was like, why? I, I, I was like, damn, she brought her all the way back to life, but she didn't heal him. So Yeah, that shit crazy, bro. So, like Edgar just said, uh, Letty, Uncle George, Montrose, they all get out, out of the house in time before everything comes crumbling down. But when, they, when it, uh, what's his name? When Tick comes outside, he already knows something wrong because the way Letty was looking at the car. He already knew the vibe was off. You feel what I'm saying? So when he goes to the car, Uncle George is, you know what I'm saying? He already dead. He done blood, bled out. Because you remember in when they were inside, he kept telling, or Montrose kept telling him, he was like, oh, what's Uncle George say this? Uncle George said this. He was like, if I keep moving, I'm going to die. <laughs> because the more I move, the more blood I lose. So yeah. he, before he moved, he was going to die eventually. And they obviously had to run out of the house. So obviously he was gonna be dead by the time they got outside, and he was man. And real emotional scene at the end. Really, that, that that was how episode two ended, didn't it? Yeah, that's that was how episode two ended, bro. So he has to go forward with no Uncle George, who could possibly be his dad. And that's what was so emotional, bro, because he kept saying, "I love you, Uncle George. I love you, Uncle George." And it was whole emotional because his dad was crying, and I was like, "Man, Montrose gonna have to tell him that it ain't his. That ain't his." Son. But I wasn't even. I wasn't even like too shocked by that 
because mm-hmm. ever since like the beginning of the show in episode one, you get that father son vibe with Unc and with Tick. So that didn't really shock me. I was like, damn, like he really he that's the situation where your uncle is more like a father to you than your actual father. So mm-hmm. you already look at him as a father figure more so anyway. Plus remember in episode one when they were talking about his dad and um Every time Tick talked bad about his dad, like, Uncle George would, like, try to defend him and stuff like that. He was like, why are you always defending him? Like, you know how much of an asshole he is. Like, you know, he don't talk to me. Like, this, you always defended him. And he was like, you never defended me. Like, how, how does that How does that work? You never defend me with anything, but you always defended him. So I was like, damn. Like, you get that real father side and, if, and I feel like the fact he always defended him because he know he did Montrose wrong for so many years – by yeah. with Tick's mom. So that's why he always defended him at every point. He was like, nah, but he but he always does this. He always he he didn't leave. Remember, he had to say he doesn't leave my house until I bring your name up or something that he said like that in episode one. So that's why he always defended him because he was messing with Tick's mom. And that's what something I feel like we're gonna it's gonna get played on in the next couple of episodes, bro. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready for episode. He, two, Tick thinking Uncle George is a saint. And his his quote unquote dad is like the bad guy the whole time. You don't even know your uncle that you love so much is the one who's been doing your supposed to be dad wrong the entire time. And I'm just putting this together, bro. He probably was beat. He probably was beaten on a tick for so many years because of that. Because he knew he had that in the back of his mind. Like, man, your uncle was messing with your mom, bro. Like, he probably ain't even my son. So he took out his aggression on tick because of that whole situation. So that's probably why he always, that's why Uncle George probably always defended him as well because he knew why he had so much aggression inside of him because of Uncle George doing Montrose so wrong. So it always went out on Tick because Tick is probably always getting beat and shit like that. So man, I'm looking forward to what's going on in episode three, bro. What do you expect and what was your favorite parts of episode two? Let's get that out. My favorite parts of episode two was, um, oh, what was my favorite part? My favorite part was when Samuel was getting his liver taken out and the whole dialogue of the son of Adam situation, like the the whole dialogue of that, that was, I'll say that was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. And I already said mine, bro. When uh, the cow was giving birth to damn a shag off, bro, that shit literally blew my mind. It didn't have any real, you know what I'm saying? Any real stake in what was going on in the actual plot, but it was just like the amazing point that, they really, they really making cows birth, you know, saying animals and aliens type shit, man. That's that just blew my mind, bro. So Christina, bro, that is a character that I'm looking forward to, to seeing more of. I oh yeah. See, I want to see how she plays with Tick. I think she's gonna be the real enemy by the end of this season. Right now, she want to be friends with him, but by now, I think, enemies. I think she's gonna be a friend throughout the entire show. She's going to be one of those friends that's on the fence the entire show. She's not going to be a friend, but she's not going to be an enemy either. She's going to be on the fence the entire show because I feel like they're going to have a lot of situations where she helps them, but then she's going to do some dumb shit and Tick going to be like, so you doing this again? Like, you need to pick a side. Blah. I feel like they're going to have a lot of situations like that where she mm-hmm. sticks it, like, trying to help, but also she do her bad shit at the same time. Yeah. Because I don't know what her purpose is anymore because her purpose in the first two episodes is really to get Tick to the manor. But now that her that her father is gone, uh, father is gone, which was Sam, I don't know what her purpose is anymore. 
that's why I feel like she's going to be on the fence because she don't really have a purpose right now. She she might yeah. be on the fence with a lot of stuff. So Yeah. So I don't know what the hell she about to do now. She could be – she might try to get the same thing as her father, try to get eternal life for herself. Nah, she don't give me them vibes. She don't give me them. William, I can see that with William. But Christina, nah, I don't see that with Christina. She was too chill. She was way too chill. She was. She, she felt like she was like, chill, yeah. Yeah, Will, William looked creepy. So I, I felt like if he do some crazy shit, I wouldn't be surprised. But Christina, she looked way too chill. Yeah. And episode three, bro, just to give y'all a preview of episode three, it looked like it's going to be a lot of, like, we- paranormal Ouija board conjuring yeah. vibes. Like, yeah. Hold and they're they going back. They're going back home. So, yeah, they're going back home. Uh, Letty's sister going to be in the next episode more and stuff like that. So, and it's going to be a lot of black versus white property owning type shit. Like, it, it's going to be crazy. Episode three is going to be crazy. Yeah, bro. So we definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in. I know we was all over the place when it came to these reviews, bro, but it just, it's just because of this show, bro. It's an all-over-the-place show. It's, really it's an all-over-the-place all type of show, bro. That's why some of the things, some things I be skipping, bro. I be missing out on some things, bro. But my, you already know my man Edgar going to hold it down, bro. But Edgar, hit the people with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and Sign E Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Q and E Podcast. Click the subscribe button and the notification bell and hit all so you can see anytime we drop our email, Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, concerns, fan mail. We'll try to get back to you as soon as possible with that. You can reach Quincy on Twitter at Q underscore Hicks 3. You can reach him on Instagram at Q Hicks Production. You can reach me on Twitter at Edgar Martin 97. And you can reach me on Instagram at Edgar Martin Official. Shout out to Blue Collar Media Group and MTMV Sports. Yes, sir. And subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, man. So definitely check us out and subscribe to all the podcast platforms. Subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and you will find my name. I'm the first one. Definitely go ahead and subscribe. And what you want to do this every week, bro, or every two weeks? How you want to do this with the reviews, bro? I feel like every week could be best. That way we don't got to do two whole episodes each time, you know. We can um, we can, we can try and do it as often as we can. So, yes, sir. And so come out on Sunday, right? So, so every Tuesday, every Tuesday review? Tuesday, yeah. Or whatever day we got free that upcoming week. As long as we do it before each new episode. So Yeah. Y'all do so this real often with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every week, bro, every week, every next week, we're going to get y'all the episodes, bro. Like I said, definitely tune in. If you haven't watched the show, and if you just caught up by listening to us, you already know how exciting this show is, bro, how creepy it is, and how tenseful the racism it can be. So definitely watch it yourself so you can be all cut up and listen to our reactions to what happened during the show, bro. Now that we uh now that we caught up to it, hopefully, hopefully we don't gotta dive in way too much now with the next episodes. Now yes, hopefully y'all watching to keep up now. So mm-hmm. all right, bro. We appreciate y'all for listening and we out. Peace. All right, bro. I'm gonna cut that bit right there. All right, but yeah. Oh a whole lot, whole lot right now. Whole lot. Uh...